Um, I had torn my ACL, my meniscus the semester before pretending to be Batman. And yes, I was actually sober for that one. Um, I was sober. Um, (laughs) Sounds like something my brother would, like a story my brother would have. I essentially, I essentially ran down the hallway of my dorm and, um, I did what's called a jump turn, which basically is like the easiest of all turns. Um, I just like jumped. And then as soon as like one, like my body went this way and my knee just went the other way and I just hit the floor and I don't really remember a lot because I blacked (laughs) out from the pain. Um, but I do remember being like, I think I need to go to a hospital and my friend saying no you're fine just tough it up be a good soldier and I was like okay I'll be a I'll be a good soldier and then the next morning I couldn't even walk and I was like hmm I think I might have really done something to this right hello everyone and welcome to the same page if you don't already know me I'm your host Jenna Clausen lover of books sympathizer of book to movie adaptations and owner of an embarrassingly long TBR list. Each month, I'll be bringing on a bookish friend or two to discuss some of our current and favorite books, as well as a few recent binge watches, and to share in a buddy read. Grab a drink, join the discussion, and let's find out if we're on the same page. Trigger warnings for the discussion in today's episode include description of alcoholism and drug addiction, as well as description of the recovery process. If you or anyone you know are struggling with addiction, please take a look at the resources down in the show notes. My guest today is my friend Addie, also known on Bookstagram as Book Crazy Blogger. She's been running her blog for the last two years, where she reviews all sorts of genres, including mysteries, thrillers, contemporary fiction, and young adult. She also has two adorable dogs who feature heavily in her photos and reviews, after they've been bribed with treats. You can find all of her social media information, as well as where to follow her, down in the show notes. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. All right. Well, welcome to the same page. Thank you for letting me drag you onto this weird, super extra Zoom call. Well, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have my friend Addie here who has agreed to be my next victim. Uh, (laughs) And because I'm very excited about it, for anyone watching the video, I have a new background, which I'm just very excited about. Uh, So before we get too far into it, do you want to start us off with what you're drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking water because as um, you guys will find out later on in the podcast, I am a recovering alcoholic and addict. Um, So I uh, actually don't drink anything with caffeine in it. I don't drink any alcohol um, just because I've never actually liked the taste of caffeine, but also Mm -hmm. it can lead to some triggers for me. So I uh, just stay clear of it. Interesting. I didn't know that um, you stayed away from caffeine as well. Yep. That's interesting. But hey, you're staying much more hydrated than I am. So <laughs> that's, I, I will say that's probably a good thing. Um, I have, looks kind of like green sludge, but uh, I just have a matcha oat milk latte 
because I needed the caffeine today. <laughs> I'm running a little low on energy. Oh, that's going to be loud. I wonder if I should get a different coaster. <laughs> did you hear that? I did, but it's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I will edit that out later. Um, so really quickly before we jump into more of the getting to know you type bookish questions, our book that we are going to be reading and discussing in next week's episode for anyone watching on YouTube, it looks like this, if it'll focus, have to do like the beauty guru thing, really, <laughs> hand behind it. Um, that, that's what internet people do, right? Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, and the book for anyone who couldn't see me being weird just then uh, is called Tweak Growing Up on Methamphetamines. And it is by Nick Sheff, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, publisher is Athenium Books, copyright year 2008, and number of pages is 322. So do you want to kind of talk a little bit about why you chose this book? Yeah, so um, back in 2008, when um, Nick Sheff first released his book, um, I saw him on Oprah, actually, and it was, it really, like, drew me to him. I think at the time, I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade, and I was like, I want to learn more about this guy's story, um, and so I started reading his book, and I just remember connecting with it on such a deep level, um, because, you know, yes, he, at the time, I was in, like I said, at the time I was 13, I was 12 or 13. So it wasn't like I was out banging, you know, needles and, you know, yeah. you weren't partying was, too hard. Yet at that I point. wasn't, <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing heroin at 13. Um, but I definitely could see where he was coming from because there's a specific quote that um, he says on page 17 where it says, I feel like everyone else had gotten this instruction manual that explained life to them, but somehow I just missed it. They all seemed to know exactly what they were doing, while I didn't have a clue. That is, until I found drugs and alcohol. Then it was like my world suddenly went from black and white to technicolor. Interesting. So it just kind of, like, it hit me, and I was like, wow, I really understand where this guy is coming from because he does talk a lot about having bipolar disorder. Um, he talks a lot about having depression and having anxiety disorders. And while at the time, I didn't exactly know the language to describe what I was feeling, I also had a very bad case of post-traumatic stress disorder. I had um, depression, I had anxiety issues. Um, and honestly, this book is the reason why I didn't become a cocaine addict. Um, it's the reason why I've never tried cocaine. It's the reason why I've never tried crystal meth. It's the reason why I've never tried heroin because I saw in this book how bad it can get. Wow, that's amazing. So it seems like it really came to you at a good point then. Definitely. It's definitely a book that I return to um, at least once a year I try to, um, especially now that I am in recovery. Like I think I read it last year when I was in recovery. At the time I had not gone, I had not started AA. Um, I now have been in AA for seven months 
on January. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. On uh, February 11th, um, 2021 will be my seventh month. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's just every time I read it, I find new information in it. I see once again, you know, how bad things can go really quickly. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I have not started it yet. Um, hopefully I'm starting it tonight. I was trying to finish up a couple of current reads left over from January 1st. So we'll see. I get it. I, oh, I have, I have too many books going right now, but that, I mean, that's on me. That is, I walked myself into that one. Um, but that honestly makes me more excited to read it, knowing that it, A, was so influential for you, um, but also things like depression and anxiety, I also have a lot of issues with. And so knowing that it kind of dives into that a little bit as well and includes that in his story, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. It's a really good book. I'm excited. It's obviously not going to be a light read. Um, it is not. And there's, <laughs> definitely, there's definitely a lot of uh, warning. There's definitely a lot of content warnings. So yeah. we're really yeah. not into, um, you know, he does describe quite a few times where he does overdose um, and he does come close to death. You know, there are quite some very graphic scenes where he's having to dig through abscesses and he's having to um, dig through, you know, his bowel movements. He, because um, that's the thing when you're on opioids, especially, um, you don't shit. <laughs> and so, you know, he had to reach up into his rectum and pull out pieces of dried poop um because he didn't poop it out so <laughs> yeah so I for discussion episodes because we're going a little bit into the book in this episode as well I will probably have included a couple in the beginning of this episode but before the discussion episodes I always pre-record the trigger warnings for the book we're discussing and have that in the beginning of the episode so It'll all be it'll all be there in the next episode, but just something to keep in mind for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. So getting a little bit into the lighter side of today's discussion, getting to know you and your reading a little bit. Uh, go ahead and start with do you are you someone that sets any reading goals? So yeah, um, my main reading, I don't like to push myself too hard when it comes to reading because it's something that's supposed to be really enjoyable for me. It's something yeah. that I use to take my mind off things. Um, it's definitely my main form of escape. Um, so my only goal is to read a book a day um, or at least you know, read 365 books. Um, so far in the last a book a day is so many to me. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, I don't push myself very hard. I do finish a book every day though. And I'm over here like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I read seven books last month. 
That is uh, I read not as many. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to be fair, I was in quarantine for two weeks because of COVID. Um, not because sure. I had it, but because my workplace had so many positive cases that we had oh, shut gosh. down for two weeks. So I had nothing else to do but read. It was glorious. <laughs> I was going to say, um, that sounds delightful. <laughs> if um, I didn't work for myself, that would be so nice. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, basically, um, my only goal is to read 365 books a year so far in the last two years. Um, I've surpassed that every year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I will pretty much read anything that interests me as long as it's got a strong female lead is pretty much my only, like, I guess, like, quality I'm looking for in a book. Like, there has to be, like, strong female characters. Um, That being said, I'm not super – I'm not a big fan of classics. I don't think I've read a classic since leaving high school. Um, I'm not a a lot of people are not fans of classics. (laughs) Yeah. I I have learned since joining the bookish side of the internet. (laughs) I have like tried so hard to get into science fiction and I just like can't do it. I don't know what it is. I've, I'm like trying so hard and just every single time that I've read a science fiction book, it ends up like my highest, like my highest rating is like a, is like a three star and I just like can't do it yeah I have a lot of issues getting myself into a science fiction I don't know what it is for me either I also like I don't really like adult fantasy books like I've read Game of Thrones and like that's about as far as like adult fantasy books I'll go but I do I have gotten a lot more into like young adults fantasy books just because there's always like a romance trope in it and like I'm just yeah, give me a romance trope, but honestly, I'm there. <laughs> give me a lover. Give me a lover's triangle. Give me a betrayed lovers. Like, oh, I'm all over it. <laughs> so, so we've talked about um, y- you kind of read everything, but do you have a favorite or like a go-to genre? Yes, I'm always obsessed with thrillers. I love thrillers. Um, I love mysteries. Um, I would say contemporary women's fiction, um, which I personally include romance novels in that. I know, like... I mean, I like that better than chick lit, which is how uh, bookstores usually categorize romance. I I don't know. I just, I, like, I think that, you know, so I'm looking at, like, a huge stack of books that I have to the side of me right now that are all of my 2021 arcs. Um, for me to read and I'm specifically looking at like act your age Eve Brown like to me I wouldn't necessarily I emailed them about that one but I haven't gotten it yet and I think they changed their mind (laughs) just like keep pressuring them I know I'm about to email them again be like hey you said you were gonna put me on the list for this like honestly though like I've literally sent like (laughs) five to ten emails and every time I got them they were like sorry we're not releasing it yet like sorry we're only releasing it to these certain people sorry and then I finally got the last email and they were like yes we will approve you for it stop emailing us (laughs) amazing but that's like my general like honestly like to anyone out there who is considering like emailing publishers like 
it may be, and you might feel like you're being annoying and you probably are being annoying, but I don't <laughs> care. Like Except I will, the, greasy, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I will literally email publishers about books until the day that it releases. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll finally pre-order. I guess I will buy it. God. <laughs> well, good. That makes me feel better. I will send them another email. <laughs> I'm definitely the person that always thinks I'm being annoying. <laughs> no, I just, I feel like persistence is key. Like if you're persistent <laughs> enough, then they're, then they have to give you something. <laughs> right. If only to get you to stop emailing them. I get yeah. it. I'm on board. <laughs> so that kind of leads right into one of my other questions. Do you have any like most anticipated 2021 releases? Ooh. Looks over to her stack of All advanced right. copies. Let's, let's see. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, okay. So I'm trying a new trick on myself. So the last, like, so in 2019 and in 2020, I was always buying the latest releases and just spending a lot of money. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to spend all this, like this much money. So instead what I've started doing is I've started pre-ordering books because then I'm managing to justify it to myself because I'm like, I'm not going and paying, you know, the like all, publishing like the day latest prices, pri- the and- latest price. Exactly. Yeah. And they're so, usually on sale a little bit if you pre-order them too. Exactly. Like I usually save like two or three dollars. So yeah. let's see. I, um, I am very excited about, um, I guess like I'll go in like genres. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the list. I'm really excited for the new Courtney Summers book, um, The Project, because it's all about cults and I love reading about cults. Yeah. I think they're so cool. Um, I'm super excited for um, Everything That Burns, which is the sequel to Enchante, um, mm. which is takes place, it's like a, it's basically a magic book that takes place during the French Revolution, and um, I'm like obsessed with France. I really wish I could speak the language, but honestly, all I can say is, hello, my name is Addie, and yeah. I've taken three <laughs> years of French, so... I was actually talking to my husband about that the other day because I took French in high school and so I learned nothing. I remember more sign language that my friends who took ASL and taught me (laughs) than I remember of the language that I took. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so t- um we kind of got off track but I'm gonna just <laughs> really quickly like list what I'm really excited for um my other books that I'm really excited for is I'm really excited for the third book in um Gods and Ma- the uh Serpent and Dove um mm-hmm. trilogy so Gods and Monsters I want to um, read those ones they're so good oh my god um, and going with that, I'm also really excited for the third book in the um, Wicked Saints trilogy. I'm really excited about those. Those were two. Uh, so Wicked Saints, um, Serpent and Dove, and finally, um, the third series is A Curse So Dark and Lovely. Um mm-hmm which actually just came out. So those are like my top three, like young adult fantasy books that I'm most looking forward to. That's another series that you like cannot scroll through Instagram without seeing right now. Yeah. 
it's everywhere crazy and I love it but <laughs> it's also like okay come on um I'm also really excited for some historical fictions that I'm really excited for are Kate Quinn because I love her if I were to ever meet her I would just be like all right am I alive did I right I can die happy <laughs> um also Martha K Martha Hall Kelly um Sunflower Sisters I love that series that she's been working on um so she's the author of Lilac Girls and The Lost Roses um so this is about the great grandmother who I believe this one takes place during the Civil War um Ooh, interesting. And kind of like dropped hints um in both books about just like how um she was like a confederate spy i think um and so i'm like really excited about that oh boy. Um, let's see for thrillers um i'm excited for dj palmer because i really love his books um and i am also pretty excited about the plot because I'm hearing that's going to be really good. And I'm also really excited for The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. Because I just finished his book. Um, what was it? The Southern Book Club's Guide to yes. Slaying Vampires. I've had that one on my Kindle for like a year now. It, okay, I as soon as I read that book, I like bought all of the rest of his books and they've been sitting in a box in my room since October. So, you know, eventually <laughs> I'm hoping by July I'll have read the rest of his bibliography. But those hey, are- if you if you read a book a day consistently, <laughs> I think you're fine. That's true. You have a weekend where you just like read an extra book or two. <laughs> you're, I think you might be underestimating just how many books I have. Like at last count, I had 700 unread books in my library alone. Oh, and gosh. that's like okay. not having gone through every single book. Like it's bad out here. <laughs> it's I haven't, I, I've literally. We're, we in danger out here. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's like a famous meme that goes around that says like, it's books, it's not drugs. It's books, it's not drugs. But like, in my case it's actually true because yeah. like I really did I really was spending like two thousand dollars at least on drugs and now I just spend it on books and food so I might yeah. be fat and well read but at least I'm not dead wow that is honestly same <laughs> so, <laughs> it could be worse I love that <laughs> those are always my favorite or the um I don't know what the like title quote unquote of the meme is called, but the one where it's the guy like, Ooh, like looking back at the girl who just walked by and the girlfriend's holding his hand. The jealous girlfriend the meme. Me and all the books on my shelf. And he's looking at all of the new releases. Oh my God. That's me. I feel that's so me. attacked by that one. <laughs> I feel personally, like I, I feel like that's a personal attack towards me. Right. How dare they? Oh, <laughs> uh, Gosh, it's rude. I, um, when I was doing my bullet journal to start off the year, I made this cute little spread of like, oh, I'm going to draw bookshelves and I'll draw in all the books that I have on my shelves, like at the beginning of the year that I haven't read yet. This will be so cute. And I didn't include audiobooks and I didn't include anything on my Kindle and somehow still got to like 137. And I was just like, this was not as much fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> See, 
See, that's why I've been debating whether or not I want to buy a Kindle or an iPad because my laptop is from 2013. So I'm like, mm, if I'm going back to school, then I should probably get like a laptop or an iPad or something like that. But I'm like, oh, Addie, you have so many books. <laughs> and I, I know you. You're going to start looking at those Kindle prices and you're going to be like, oh, I can get like three books for the price oh, of God. one of them back. Lady, and it's, it's worse than that. They send me an email and they're like, <laughs> this book on your Goodreads, it's on sale for five books. And I was like, fine, I will buy it. Yep. <laughs> it, oh, it, it's it's so bad. <laughs> I literally this again is going to sound terrible, but I have my Kindle right now hooked up to an account that has no money in it, so that I can't like one click buy anything anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's like the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee. I mean, would you rather <laughs> spend it on a book, or would you rather spend it on a cup of coffee? You know, like right? the books people, are so much prettier, and like some people, like some of my friends are like super into their nails, or they're super into their skincare, or they're super into like their hair or something like that, or they're into fashion. And I'm like, again, you know, I'm not, I could be spending $85 on a manicure for like a full set, but instead I just bought three hardback books. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I love that. Different priorities for different people. That's what I try to remind myself. Do you have any other uh, 2021 releases that are just like the most exciting? I don't remember if you went through all the genres. Uh, I I don't think I did, but um, honestly, I guess the only, you know, like romance, I, I would say like my last genre that I'm really excited for is Hang the Moon. Um, which is the sequel to Written in the Stars. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that because uh, Written in the Stars was like one of my favorite books last of 2020. Um, So if you don't know what Written in the Stars is, is it's a book about um, a lesbian woman and a bisexual woman who fake a romance um, to get their brother off, to get one of the woman's brothers off their back. And it's supposed to be a ripoff of Pride and Prejudice. Um, And it was just like the greatest love story I think I've read so far. Um, and I'm just like super, super excited about it. And I'm also, I'm going to say, I'm also really excited about the third book, um, The Heart Principle, I think. Oh, yeah. The Heart Potions. Yes, it is. It's The Heart Principle. Um, it is. I'm really okay. about that because, you know, she does autistic characters so well. And so yeah. in my, in my real life, because I would love to be a book influencer, you know, and like actually getting paid, but I don't. Oh God, wouldn't Um, that be nice? Wouldn't it? Like that would just, that would just be my dream (laughs) job. But no, my actual job is that I am a registered behavior technician um, who does applied behavior analysis or ABA therapy with autistic children. Um, So I do early intervention programs, um, teaching skills to autistic children um, that they might struggle with. Um, so that can range anywhere from cognitive deficits to, um, you know, personal independence. So learning to use zippers, you know, because a lot of autistic children, you know, they have, you know, fine or gross motor skills that are right. um, really struggle or, you know, whatever. And I think she just does 
her books are so well written because you yeah. know there's always been this like oh well autistic like you know autistic people can't or special needs people in general you know they can't have relationships they can't fall in love and it's like yeah um hello That's of course we can <laughs> like yeah. of course we can so and then you're basically like doing all of my segues for me, which is lovely. You're taking all of the work out of this. I'm just going to sit back and let you host yourself. Um, <laughs> so favorite 2020 reads. I know you said written in the stars, which I want to read so badly. So good. It's so worth it. Um, let's see. I got to actually like scroll through my Instagram. <laughs> You read um, enough that okay, you're like, crap, what did I read last year? Let me see. I really liked These Violent Delights by mm-hmm. um, Chloe Gong, um, who's only 21 and totally makes me feel completely inadequate. I was going to say, that doesn't make me feel like I've done absolutely <laughs> nothing with my life. Like, uh, absolutely. I feel like completely, <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to go dig a hole and die. <laughs> I'll go hide under my bed for the rest of my life now. Thank you. Um, Teen Killers Club, which I loved. It's an indie release, but it's basically about like a teen, like these teens that are considered deplorables and they become a bunch of assassins. And I'm really (laughs) excited because it looks like it's going to be a really great series. Mm -hmm. And like this book, like, granted there's definitely some editing mistakes or there's definitely some places where like it was a little shaky but I'm really excited to see where the author takes the series and takes these characters and I'm just like oh my god I love it um I'm trying to think what else um another book I really enjoyed was when no one is watching by Alyssa Cole um Mm, because that one I loved that one you know, when, when all of the Black Lives Matter things started happening, all the Black Lives Matter protests started happening in May, June, July, honestly, I was relapsed. I had relapsed at that point and I was Mm -hmm. on drugs. And the only thing that I cared about was how I was going to find drugs and how I was going to stop being sick all the time while also trying to maintain the facade that I had not relapsed and that I was totally fine. Um, and so I never, I was not tuned into anything in my community. I was not tuned into anything other than myself. Sure. Um, and so reading this book when I got sober was just kind of like, really, I felt like someone had punched me in the face, which I have had happened before. Oh, no. Um, it just, it really takes a hard look at gentrification, you know, the white saver complex and just yeah. everything that white people do to get all up in black people's business and only they like only to fuck it up. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, white people are evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate saying that because I am white and I understand that, but it's yeah. just- And not everyone is evil, but also like- there's there's some things that every one of us needs to kind of take a closer look at about ourselves and the way we handle things and treat the people around us absolutely (laughs) that book was was really interesting uh for that reason 
And then I would probably say like my final book that I really, really loved was Thin Girls, um, which is a book about um, one sister who is anorexic and one sister who is um, overweight. And they both kind of balance each other out um, because one, the anorexic sister sees her overweight sister becoming involved in an abusive relationship in which she tries to start dieting extreme dieting techniques that she learned from her sister um in order to keep her man and so it really became this book about the anorexic sister trying to get better and get herself healthier so that she could show her sister that she didn't need her sister to be her crutch anymore and that her sister could expect a better life for herself and then my final book from 2020 like my final like everyone must read is Alicia Ray so she's an author she's not like a she's not a book but her (laughs) book series her modern love series is just like so good I haven't read the right I haven't read the right swipe which is the first book Mm -hmm. and I haven't read at first like which is the third book and it comes out in February it comes out later this month which I'm so excited about but I read Girl Gone Viral and I was like, oh my God, this book is so good. Like, I love her. She's on TikTok and she does, she's the one that does the Satan versus demon. And like her, like, they're so funny. Like, she's hilarious. Like, she's such, Those TikToks are so funny. Like, she's such a cool person. Like, I would love to like, I can, obviously I can't drink wine anymore, but she was definitely like one of those people that if like, I could like have a, glass of wine with anyone or like go to dinner with anyone I'd be like I want to go to dinner with you You right so I'm the worst I think I might have the right swipe on my shelf behind me somewhere because I was so excited about it the second it came out I haven't read any of them yet but I do have first comes like on audio uh from Libro FM and so I'm like Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it before it comes out. I don't even care that I haven't read the other ones yet. <laughs> Well, and that's like, that's like the great thing about it is like, I didn't, I didn't even have a copy of the right swipe when I got girl gone viral, but it made total sense. Like I was able to pick up what was happening in the book and I didn't even need to know like the right swipe, but I am reading the right swipe later this month because I also (laughs) have not read the book and I've already pre-ordered the first at first like, and I'm like waiting for it to get here. Like I keep checking my Amazon orders. Like, are you, have you shipped yet? Have you shipped yet? (laughs) but it hasn't. (laughs) I'm so excited. I mean, anyone listening, do as we say, not as we do read series in order probably, (laughs) but I'm, I'm very excited for that one. And then as far as more current reads, do you want to give me your last read, your current read, and then your next read? Yeah. So let's see. Um, my last read was actually an indie book from two indie authors um, that I really loved. It's, let me look up my Goodreads. The book itself is called Everything We Are by Megan Walker and Jancy Patterson. Um, And it's essentially about um, a boy who is 30 days off heroin um, after having been in and out of rehabs when he's playing cello on a street corner and he meets 
um, the second half of a famous musical artist group called Jenna and um, Alec. And he falls in love with Jenna and like they start secretly dating and, you know, but like the all the fans are like, don't know that they're secretly dating and everything like that. Um, and I really loved it because, you know, one thing that is controversial in the recovery community is the use of medication. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it can really range from, you know, you've got some old, like really hardcore old timers in AA or NA who think that you shouldn't have that you shouldn't be on medication at all. Like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be on antidepressants. You shouldn't be on, you know, any kind of anxiety medications because that just means that you're not clean. Um, Then there's the people who are like, oh, you shouldn't be on methadone. You shouldn't be on Suboxone. You shouldn't be smoking wheat, medical marijuana because that means that you're not clean. Um, And then there's people like me who I feel like, just because like for my, for me personally, my recovery means that I have to take naloxone, which is a, um, alcohol and opioid blocker. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's similar to Suboxone. Um, it's just, it's more, it's generally more prescribed towards alcoholics than it is opioid addicts. Um, and then I also take my antidepressants, um, and a whole host of other anti-anxiety medications. I like the book because it highlights a part of recovery that not a lot of people see. I would say my next, my current book is a book that I got from Minotaur Books, which I'm excited about. Um, It's an extravagant death and it comes out on the 16th. Um, And it's about a British detective who goes to America during the Gilded Age and becomes involved in a case where a debutante um, is accused of having committed suicide, but he figures out it's actually a murder. I'm only like 30 pages in, so we're going to see how it, how, like, what's going to happen. And since, like, I'm such a mood reader, I don't actually know what my next book is, but I've been really eyeing that Act Your Age Eve Brown book. So I <sighs> feel like it's perfect. You gotta do it. I feel like it's perfect because it's a March, it's March, it's a March release. So I'll be getting ahead of the game on my 2021 arcs, which is like my main goal of Mm -hmm. 2021 is to like keep up with my arcs this year. Um, And also it's a romance. So like, how could I not love it? I know. And it's February. So it's the perfect time to read just like fun, sweet little romances. And, you know, add a little dash of murder in between. I know. That one sounds really interesting. I might need to uh, see if I can get my hands on that guy. And then are you a, like, movie TV person? Like, do you do you like watching movies or TVs? So normally TV shows. I'm I'm like such a dork because I'll watch so basically when I'm not reading, which is very rare, I always am reading and when I'm at home, but my boyfriend's not a reader. So when I go hang out with him, what we do is we watch horror movies or because we're again total dorks. Um, we watch documentaries. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my husband and I have been watching so many documentaries lately. 
Like I watch so many serial killer documentaries. Like, oh my God, I love, like, we, always, we always fall asleep to forensic files. It's perfect. <laughs> like that's what we sleep to is forensic files. And in between we have our pit bulls snoring, but it's fine. Um, but I really like in terms of something, like in terms of like TV shows that I really like, um, I really liked Chernobyl. It came out like two years ago, I think, because I think I'm like super far behind the curve. So do you have any favorite like book to movie or book to TV show adaptations? Hmm. I wasn't a huge fan since we are talking, since we were originally talking about Tweak, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie Beautiful Boy um, because I feel like it did focus a lot more on Steve Carell, aka David Chef's part point of view, um, mm-hmm. rather than Nick's point of view. I was really hoping to see some more of his overdoses, honestly, like not to mm-hmm. be super graphic or anything like that. Um, but I really do think it's important to see overdoses in real life. Granted, I would love, you know, obviously you need to have Narcan available. So like if anyone is listening to this and you know anyone that has a drug problem, get Narcan. It's it's reasonable. It's, I think it's like $30 maximum from your local pharmacy. Um, it's incredibly important to carry on you at all times um, because that's going to save your life. So um I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't like a huge fan of the book. I mean, it was, or not the book, of the movie. I mean, it was beautifully shot. And, you know, you could really tell that there was a huge, you know, that Timothy really tried to look like an addict and really like tried to emulate those, um, emulate the desperation, but it just didn't come across as real to me. And I don't know if that's just because, like, he himself is not an addict, so he doesn't understand the desperation. Um, but it just, it felt very acted to me. Interesting. Do you have any favorites? Like, any that you did enjoy? Um, I really love The Fault in Our Stars. Um, A classic. Like, I just, uh, August. August's lines just oh man they just break my heart and also the Hunger Games like I'm a dork like I said I'm a huge dork and I just like Jennifer Lawrence was the perfect Katniss Everdeen for me like I can't think of Katniss Everdeen without thinking of Jennifer Lawrence (laughs) so good they're really really are (laughs) again I haven't actually read the books um, because I've, I've like tried so many years to read the Hobbit and I just can't do it. But like the Hobbit series was just so well done. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that those books will ever be for me. Um, I have really wanted to watch the Hobbit movies eventually though. I haven't seen any of those ones. And part of the reason that I haven't seen them is I haven't really seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies feel like this is going to come across as such a hot take um, for people who might be listening, but I watched 
So I had a group of friends in like junior high and high school that quite a few of them were obsessed with the Lord of the Rings movies. And there are a couple summers in a row. Once each of those summers, we went and spent like a long weekend in a cabin, the group of us, and it was really cool. Um, but one of these fucking trips, uh, one of my friends brought her like extended seven hours a piece uh, DVDs of Lord of the Rings and was like, we're going to watch these now. <laughs> and so I watched the first one in all of its glory and remember basically none of it. And I fell asleep to the second one. And then I think they just watched the third one without me because I, my snoring brought down the mood or something. <laughs> but <laughs> so I eventually need to watch. I'm just going to do like a long weekend, not extended versions because that is insanity uh, in my opinion. And just like watch the Hobbit movies and watch the Lord of the Rings, just so that I know what people are talking about. I know the uh, jokes about like uh, first lunch and second lunch and midnight snack and all of that. And that, uh, other than that, I have like, that is all of my Lord of the Rings knowledge. <laughs> okay, this might also be a hot take um, to everyone listening, but uh, the Hobbit series, the Hobbit movie series is better than Lord of the Rings. Here to hear first. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like the cast of the Hobbit movies and I'm not wanting to say anything bad about the cast of the original trilogy, but just like as far as I felt more of a draw to see the Hobbit movies. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It might just be me. There, and God, speaking of hot takes, there's so many classic actors from like our childhood in the Lord of the Rings movies. So people are gonna come for me. But yeah, I just, I, I feel more of a draw to the Hobbit movies, personally. You know, uh, who is it? Who's the actor that plays Frodo? In The Hobbit? No. No, in- Which, which, one, is, which one is Frodo? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Eli Elijah Wood? Yes. The one that always gets confused for Daniel Radcliffe and they're, friendship through that cracks me up <laughs> like, I just find Elijah Wood just so unbelievably attractive that that's like the main reason why I watch Lord of the Rings is so that I can just stare at Elijah Wood for nine hours yeah I mean truly he and Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> there's a reason they uh get confused for each other a lot but they are not bad to look at <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then let's see. I think that we went through most of my questions. Can't really ask you about binge-worthy reads because, like, it sounds like you binge most of your reads if you read them that quickly. <laughs> Was there, like, a like a series that you kind of binge-read through really quickly or anything like that? Um... I would say, I would say, like, I've binge reached, I've binge read um, Mary Kate Andrews's entire bibliography. Um, I really love her books. I think she's such a, she's like one of those classic 
women's contemporary fiction authors Mm -hmm. um and she just does it so well um I've really I I read the Wicked Saints series both I read both books in less than 24 hours because I could not tear myself away like I will literally read anything that Emily A. Duncan writes like I'll read her grocery list if she lets me um (laughs) But you're seriously putting me to shame here with how fast you are reading these. I'm like, let's see, a binge read. Um, I read this one in like three days, so it, it was top notch. <laughs> I would say, I would say, other ones that I really like are um, another series I really loved is the Diviner series by Libba Bray. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really so like she kind of left the last book on kind of an ambiguous note and I'm like "Mm, will she write a new series will she not um and then I'm really excited I'm hoping that ninth house by um lay lee Lee bardugo yes her I'm really hoping I only know how to pronounce that name because of uh booktube (laughs) Yeah, see, there you go. I'm really hoping she comes out with a new series. Um, a Good Girl's Guide to Murder, I'm really mm-hmm. excited about because apparently there's going to be like five sequels, and I'm like, oh my Love God. That. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, Christina Lauren, all right, I'll read anything by Christina Lauren. I'll read anything by Colleen Hoover. Um, I'll read anything by Jodi Picoult. Um, Jodi's like my longtime love. I've again been in love with her books since seventh grade when I read My Sister's Keeper and just like sobbed my brains out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I don't know if there's anyone new necessarily. I've recently I've really gotten into Nikki French, um, which is a husband and wife team. Um, specifically, their Dr. Frida. Klein books um but they've kind of branched out and they're starting to read more write more um standalones which I'm really excited about and JT Ellison I'm excited because she's coming out with a new book in March and I have the arc for it and I'm really excited to read it so (laughs) I'm just like you're putting me to shame with how many books you read I feel like I need to make you host this now I uh yeah, ooh, definitely, definitely hear you on the Christina Lauren. Talk about people I keep trying to annoy into giving me books. Right? Oh my god, uh, I would do anything for books from them. <laughs> ne- ne- never worked yet. Uh, <laughs> um, finally started getting like K.A. Tucker arcs, and so I'm like, yes! <laughs> I have not one for her. me. I've not read her, but I really want to. Uh, I that, I for me, I would say, was the last, like, series that I binge read, which I don't know quite counts because when I read the first one, the second one wasn't out yet. And so I, like, binge read it with a big break in the middle. <laughs> but the uh, Simple Wild series just... It definitely counts. So good. I love it so much. Well... I think that is about it. Um, do you have any other like fun bookish thoughts you want to share? Um, not before we, really. Before um, we read and discuss next week, I don't think so. Um, I would just say, you know, as 
just like a general kind of piece of advice is, you know, take it from someone who spent the last 10 years in active addiction. Um, if you need help, go seek it. Um, and it doesn't mean, you know, for me personally, I didn't go to rehab. I did not go to detox. Um, I chose to do it on my own. Um, which is not something I recommend because it can be very dangerous. Um, I did have what's called brain zaps, which was probably like my worst symptom was brain zaps, um, which is electrical impulses in your head. And it just, it hurts like hell. Um, if it's very similar to if you have randomly stopped taking an antidepressant, um, but there's no shame in asking for help. There's no shame in going to a meeting. That's what we're, that's what AA, that's what NA is there for. Um, there's no shame in having an addiction in general, because there's something like 5 million Americans that have undiagnosed addiction issues yeah. right now. And it's only gotten worse with COVID. I was going to say um, with the year and a half, I would say that the world has had, it's only gotten worse. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we were in an opioid, we were in an opioid epidemic before we went into COVID. And now with COVID, you know, people are out here dying. Um, and it's not a joke. It's not funny. You know, I might have, you know, I tend to make light of my own addiction. And I tend to, you know, treat a lot of it with black humor or just humor in general, um, just because that's how I deal with things. Um, but in all seriousness, like this will kill you. Um, yeah. I'm grateful to be in sobriety right now because I know that if I had not accepted that I needed help, if I had not accepted that I needed to find a 12-step program that worked for me and find a sponsor and you know find hobbies and find people that weren't connected to drugs and connected to alcohol, like I'd be shooting up heroin and be snorting crystal meth. Um, and I'm just forever grateful that I've found resources that have led me to not being able to be the worst addict version of myself that I am. So yeah. I was going to mention something about that as well. Absolutely not as, you know, in as passionate or heartfelt of a way as you did. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, there's in the back of this book, there are phone numbers and resources. And I, in the trigger warnings for both this episode and the discussion episode, I'm going to have included um, a couple of those. They will be in the description and the show notes. I just, it, it is so important. I think even just intaking this type of media can be really difficult, even if, you know, you aren't someone who has these kinds of issues yourself or um, maybe might not know that about themselves. Uh, I think that intaking this kind of media can still be really difficult and potentially dangerous if you don't intake it properly. So if anyone is listening to the episodes or reading the book or, you know, whatever, uh, and is feeling like it's not healthy for you or it is triggering for you, 
please, you know, turn the episode off, stop reading the book, anything that will be safer for you. And yeah, it's absolutely okay. And absolutely important to know that you can ask for help. Definitely. And like, for me personally, like I said, like, you know, it turned in it, it, you know, it always start for pretty much everyone that I've met in recovery. um, And everyone I met in active addiction as well. It all started with simple, harmless partying. Um, The majority of my drugs, you know, the majority of my drugs I got was because I was legally prescribed them from doctors. Um, So it does, it can start from a doctor's office. It can start from, you know, get CPR certified, get first aid certified, um, carry Narcan on you and stay safe. And always know that a meeting is there for you, whether you want it or not. I cried through my entire first meeting. I cried through my entire second first meeting. I've cried through like my first 90 days worth of meetings. (laughs) I cry every day that I talk to my sponsor. (laughs) It's not easy. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but it's worth it because I have my life back and I don't have that obsession of that never ending cycle of being sick. And the only thing to not be sick anymore is to do the same thing that makes me sick. Sure. And on that note, um, I am going to go ahead and get us signed off. Do you want to tell people where they can follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at Book Crazy Blogger on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> I'm also on Goodreads and occasionally you'll find me on Amazon. Some people rate my reviews as helpful and I'm like, where did you come from? <laughs> You're so, like, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I had like my first, like, I think I had a review like, I had a review viewed like 5,000 times or something. And I was like, hey, look, my, I made it. <laughs> I played that Panic at the Disco song. And I was just like, woo. And my mom, my real mom was like, okay. 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 <laughs> Every once in a while. My mom is very, very cute and uh, listens to every episode and uh, respond, like reacts to all of my stories that get shared to Facebook and all that. She wants to be very supportive, but every once in a while, she's like, I can tell that you, you think this is really cool. So I am excited about that for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's my mom. She's like, oh, okay. You know, you've got another package. Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like she has no idea how into this I am, but you know what? Like I said, like she, but we both, Bless you know, you. we're like, it could be drugs. <laughs> so <You're> right. <laughs> not drugs. It's books. Um, And as always, her information will be in the description box below as well. And then as for the podcast, you can email me anytime at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcasts, uh, any questions, collaboration requests, or maybe if you've read any of the upcoming books that I'm reading with my co-hosts and had favorite parts or uh, discussion questions, anything you'd like to be a part of the discussion on the episode, send me an email with that as well. I'd love for you guys to be a part of those discussions with us. Um, If you want to reach out to me specifically, 
You can find my blog on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR and my blog as well at tackling tbr.home.blog. And for the podcast, you can find Ooh, I'm tired. Uh, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod. And you can find us on both Facebook and YouTube by searching for the same page podcast. And then as always, the last thing that I always say is if you're listening to the episodes and you like what you hear, thank you. Uh, it would mean a lot if you decided to go to Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music, wherever it is you're listening and subscribing, leaving a positive rating and maybe leaving your thoughts in a review. It only takes a minute or two, but it helps greatly to get small shows like this one, get introduced to more bookish folks. And with that giant spiel out of the way, I am going to start this tonight and I'm excited to discuss with you next week. Sounds good. And everyone else, I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.